So, uh, so I realized I'm the worst at getting drug tested. <laughs> because, like, I have the social anxiety already of, like, you're gonna make me pee on command. You gotta, you gotta squeeze for it, Scott. You gotta, gotta work for it, man. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, like, already having that anxiety, and the dude was, it's not that he wasn't nice, he was just kind of like a very cold, calculated mm-hmm. male nurse. And I'm sitting there in the chair in a corridor, and he doesn't even come around to call me. He just, I just sit there and I just hear, Mr. Moore. <laughs> and I'm like, God? God, no. is that you? You look up and he's just handing you the cup. Drop him. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I had to walk to him. I had to stand God. up and walk. And I was like, dude, that's like hearing the voice of God. And he's like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's oh, me. shit. I'm like, shit, am I not funny? Because that was, that was a good quality joke. And I know I was funny because the, ner- the other nurse was sitting there laughing her ass off about it. So that happens. And he's like, all right, wash your pants, or wash your pants. Wash your pants off, boy. <laughs> Clean your yourself up. <laughs> he's like, wash your hands. And for some reason, he put me in front of the woman's bathroom, which felt very demoralizing. <laughs> and so I had to go wash my, and it was worse because it was like one of those soap dispensers that I thought was foam. It wasn't foam. So I'm just oh. like loading up my hand, and then I pull it out with like <laughs> easily like half a quarter cup of soap in my hand. Like, oh, no. <laughs> He's so like, what I, are you I, doing? I'm sorry. I thought this was a this is a wrong type of clinic. This is, I'm sorry. And so I finished that off, and uh, I wash my hands, and then I go back out, and he hands me my cup, and then I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. And then he's like, all right, you can go to the bathroom. And I was like, do I have to use? Do I use the women's or do I use both? And he's just like, just it doesn't matter. Just go in the bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, but it says women's. He's like, get in the fucking bathroom. So I go in, and luckily, immediate, immediate pee goes right up to the line. And then I just decide, all right, put it in the toilet. And then I went, oh, wait, what if he needs more? And then I just kind of, like, fire hose my dick from peeing in to peeing in the cup again. So now I'm just made a mess. So then I take it back. I, t- I take it back out to him. He takes it, and then we just kind of like he's like, "All right, we're gonna spend the rest of the time at this computer." And he did not let me get my stuff out of the locker yet, as if I was going to suddenly swap the piss. <laughs> I know I'm a good magician, but I'm not that good, dude. This is gonna be a fucking quick swap there. But my favorite moment of all time was he goes, all right, what we're going to do, like, he poured it, pours it into, like, the little vials, and he had two vials, and he's like, all right, what we're going to do, I'm going to have a few forms, we're going to get one for me, we're going to get some for you, at which mm-hmm. point, in my mind, I'm just like, wait, do I get my pee? There were two, mm-hmm. co- do I get my own pee? I don't, hello? <laughs> hello? hello? <laughs> do I get this? Is this my <laughs> own thing? And he's just looking at me like, I hate you so <laughs> much right now. <laughs> I think if I was in that situation, I would hate you too. (laughs) Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, if I was just this kind of mid-level, like, pee taker at this (laughs) drug testing lab. I am the pee taker. (laughs) I worked for 20 years taking people's pee. in... Pee! Oh. Oh.
Wow, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time! It's time for a load! Woo! A load! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I am talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner, y'all. Bam, what up? Wow. And over there, in the opposing corner, the rarest wood, Scotty Moore. <laughs> the rarest, the goodest wood, the best good, the good wood, the strong good, good wood. wood. So wait, what were you, what were you just telling? Because like, you got so excited. We don't usually bring beer talk into the main show. That's a cold open thing. But you were yep. pumped, All pumped right. about this good wood. This one will probably be quick, but. I've been reading Goodwood Brewing's, like, um, yeah. website earlier today, and I was just seeing the different kind of beers that they have, yeah, and yeah. I thought there were some that might be uh, real nice to talk about. Let's okay. see, first they got the Rare series. It's just an experimental series of uh, the most elusive one-offs, including barrel-aged imperial and sour brews. The Ooh. Rare Wood Program. <laughs> rare Wood? is geared towards showcasing all of the craft beer creativity Goodwood has to offer. Oh, yeah. So let's see, read some of these rare, rare woods. Um, Goodwood Pale Ale. It's, if, if Poplar is good enough for the Mona Lisa, we figure it'd make a pretty good canvas for Goodwood Pale Ale. What? I'd, <laughs> Wait, I what? Guess, is the I Mona Lisa painted on Poplar Wood? I guess so. I don't know. It's just like, um, it's a pleasing, or it's a floral hoppy masterpiece with a pleasingly sweet backbone that's sure to a- attract poplar demand. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh. Um, oh, okay, I see. Apparently the original frame for the Mona Lisa was poplar. I'm sorry, I was very intrigued by this. They, they're taking some deep cuts in some of these uh, <laughs> descriptions. Yeah. There's the... Uh, the Goodwood Red Wine Barrel Saison it, uh-huh. it's aged in wine casks and adds a distinct and changing variance to each batch. Uh, the beer is for Saisons. Saisons? Saisons? Okay. I don't know how you actually pronounce that word. Yeah. Um, that's nice. It's a truly one-of-a-kind taste experience that will turn your expectations sideways. That's boring. Fuck that one. Um, here's what I was drinking. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, my dude. Yeah. And let me just, like... So the red wine is 5.2 ABV. Um, yeah. The walnut brown, 6 ABV. Uh, this one, the poplar, was 5.7. Okay. Let's get to the brandy barrel honey ale. That's what I was drinking a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh shit. I, I What's weird, I went to their page, and that is the one I'm on right now. Yep. Um... <laughs> It has an 8.7 ABV. Jesus Christ, Blake! I drank four of them. And I was off my ass. I know you were. I know, because you kept texting me after we were done <laughs> recording the show. Is that That's the only sign that you know that I've taken it a little too far in the night. That, and you said, Scotty, it's been a while since I've drank, so I'm having a good night. And I'm like, okay, Blake, you have a good one, buddy. It was good. I also like on the Goodwood website, they, uh, they have a tongue meter. Yes. Where you can see, like, where on your tongue it'll taste certain things. So for the brandy barrel, the back of your tongue 
We'll have a little cask of fig and apricot. Middle tongue is heart of stone fruit. Middle, high, or uh, tip of your tongue, just high five hellos. High five. Let's get a little tongue high five going on, buddy. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> High five. Let's just high five. You know, just, just some bros hanging out, high fiving with our tongues. No big deal. God. They got they got a Louisi <sighs> the Louisville lager. Yeah. Which is a lager. If you know yeah. what lager is. Uh the spruce tip IPA, which is packed with crisp hops and a piney flavor. Is this Oh, just so you, you know when you go blind that it's because of the pine. Is this just you slowly turning into a beer hipster before our eyes right now? <laughs> Oh, no, Scotty. That's about to happen because we're about to talk about the hemp gose. Oh, no! Um, subtitled, Tart with a Dash of Dank. <laughs> Just a hit of dank. <laughs> Got a little bit of dank in here, boy. Got some Let's... dank. <laughs> Listen to this flavor profile. Slightly salty, nice and tart with a dash of dank. This shrub-touched gose is unlike any other you've had before. Our interpretation of this German-style sour beer is crisp, light, and refreshing. The malt body complements the tartness of the brew, and the hemp adds a light herbal aroma and a slight funk on the finish. (laughs) I don't know if I want to drink a beer that's described as a slight funk on the finish. Some funk. Is it bad? I was sitting back like, well, you know, Blake's found his, like, custom beer, and for me, like, anytime I try to find something, like, custom, I don't just, like, seek out IPAs. I seek out, like, ones that are, like, inspired by my favorite shows and stuff like that. So I was, like, looking up cartoons and beer, and I was like, Oh, wait, Duff Beer. That'd be cool. Has anyone made Duff Beer? And then I realized, like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, I've... it's the worst. It's ter- A, it's terrible, and B, yes, I know it exists because I've had it multiple times. God, man, you worked at Universal for how long? I worked there for about nine months, and apparently <laughs> I drank so much that I forgot I had it. <laughs> That's the curse of Duff. Uh, Every time you finish a Duff beer, you immediately forget about it, so you drink another. So, oh, I I like, uh, so we had a lot of wrestle talk on last week, so I don't want to go too wrestle heavy, but I think we have to. I think we have to after, like, fucking mania happened. So, uh, Megan, my friend, texted me, and she was really excited because Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks came into her store. She was excited. She was just Aww. like, I saw Nick Jackson, and I and I two-sweeted him, and we talked about his kids, and I sold him some stuff. It was awesome. And I just, I had the ultimate bitch slap reply, which was, yeah, well, he kissed me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I met, Mi- Ni- <laughs> I met Nick Jackson. He came in. I sold him some stuff. He two-sweeted me, and then he kicked my fucking face off. And then he super kicked my manager. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, with me, it's this thing of, like, we went, A, firstly, I want to uh, apologize to my dad for calling him an asshole last week. He's still an (laughs) asshole, but for different reasons that I'll get into into our mania reactions. But, uh, yeah, I got to be an asshole back to him. Because my dad's big thing is, like, surprising me with, like, hey, we're going to mania. You never know. It's, It's a big surprise. So I got to surprise his ass. By taking him to Ring of Honor, Whoop. getting off of work, and doing all of this shit, 
And my favorite part was how long it took him to figure out that we were going. <laughs> were you at the building? Please tell me you got to the building. It was an hour away. Otherwise, I would have. But no, what it was, was uh, I got off work and my dad was still thinking I was at work. And you know, like, Florida roads, like, when you come down, it kind of just becomes like... I'm just going to let Scotty drive. I don't know where the fuck we are, but I infer he knows where he's going. Yes, trying to get you to give directions anywhere is like pulling teeth out of an angry rhinoceros. Well, I was the one driving, so it doesn't matter. But I I use the fact that my dad did not know where we were going to my advantage. So we get on the... Yeah. Poppy? Blake? It's you, Poppy. I'm good, sorry. Continue. So, I got to use the fact that he didn't know the roads to my advantage, because I just got on the I-4 and started driving. And then, like, when it got about ten minutes in, when I realized, like, he knows we're not back at my apartment, he knows that I've gone too far, I just cranked up a little song. And we fade away and classify ourselves as obsolete. I'm so <laughs> And so I'm sitting here like I'm playing the Hardy Boys. Hardys are at Ring of Honor. He's going to get it immediately. Not a clue. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, fuck. Let's go into another one. I played the Bullet Club's theme song. He didn't even recognize it. <laughs> He's like, shit. I've heard, I feel like I've heard this before. I'm like, you have. You'll probably hear it again. Tongue-in-cheek response. And so... It got down to, like, five minutes later, I'm now playing, like, Ole. I'm like, Ole, 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 Ole. And I'm like, why the fuck does he not know yet? And so I had to call my mom and be like, yeah, mom, what's up? Yeah. No, he doesn't know. He has no clue. I've been playing Ring of Honor for, like, I had to say it, basically, to him. And he just goes, you son of a bitch, I knew it. (laughs) So we went to Ring of Honor. It was awesome. I got to meet Dalton Castle, who was the most tanned human being I've ever seen in my my life. Um, And then I went up to the Young Bucks, and there's a very famous photo of the night Adam Cole joined the uh, Bullet Club, wherein just old Nick and Matt just planted a pair of smooches on his face. And uh, one of my buddies was there, and he walks up to him and goes, can I have the Adam Cole? So he, like... They were both kissing him, and I go, there's no way I can't. So I walked up and go, give me the Adam Cole. So they both kissed me on the cheeks for that. But, it's um, like a fucking, it's just like a special order. You have to know the right guy. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, hey, oh, that hey, was my... You got that Adam Cole? Yeah, you hey, got that Adam him. Cole. You're well, not a my, cop, are you? What sucks is I forgot to uh, complete my mission, which was I, was I decided, since I knew everyone was going to be wearing Bullet Club shirts... I decided to rock the Mamawa Club. Mamawa so I got to walk Club. around. I got to walk around in my like Adam Cole signed the Mamawa Club shirt. Uh, who else did I get? Cody Rhodes signed it. But I forgot to get the Bucks because I was too busy having them all smooch up on me. Oh no! Oh, the best part though was when I met Dalton Castle. He goes. Momoa Club. Who's Momoa? And I'm like, he's a wrestler from a universe you've never heard of. <laughs> he's just like, all right, that's exciting. I like it. I like it. But the weirdest part of the entire Momoa Club saga was a guy walks by me, looks at my shirt, and goes, oh, dude, I like that shirt a lot. That's awesome. Uh, and then he keeps kind of walking by. Then he comes back and goes, can I take a picture of that? Jason would love to see that. <laughs> 
Jason. I, I As go, in Jason it's... Momoa. <laughs> I didn't have time to ask questions, but I know he's like at first he, he was like Momoa, like Jason Momoa. I was like, no, Momoa Curry from a podcast you've never heard of. And and he's just like, oh, that'd been awesome if it was Jason Momoa. By the way, you've spelled Momoa wrong, which, uh, by the way, we may have to redo our shirts. No, that is canonically how we spell <laughs> Momoa Curry. That's Damn so it. <laughs> Well, yeah, he was just like, I'm going to send it to Jason. So I think Jason Momoa, star of Justice League and Game of Thrones, <laughs> has seen the Momoa Club shirt. And he has no idea what's going on. I'm going to love if on the load of BS, like, Shopify store, I get an order coming through. <laughs> Customer, Jason Momoa. One Momoa Club shirt for one, Jason, please. One Momoa Club shirt, please. Oh, God, that was that was great. And then I need your help because I feel like there was a problem... There was a problem at WrestleMania that could have been easily solved, and I don't know why it wasn't solved. You know, Scotty, there were a lot of problems at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, no, this was outside. Oh. This is as we're walking up, which, by the way, Mania was like already amazing for everyone who's seen it. Um, and also, all the merch was amazing, because I got a box of booty-yos! Woo! Which, by the way, this is the first day I've went since Mania without eating a bowl of bootios. So if I, if I sound a little, a little bit like booty, that's why. You're a little down in the dumps. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't able to make sure I wasn't booty today. Which, by you the way, got no they, booty. They taste like just Lucky Charms. If you were curious, you're damn um, right. That's the best cereal. Oh yeah. So I was walking up, and you know, you'll have people who will, like have signs like "I need tickets." Will you sell me tickets? And I pass by a guy who has an "I need ticket" sign. I take, no shitting you, five steps, and there's a dude standing there with two tickets. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, dude, a love connection could be made today. Like, Why guys, are you two not seeing each other? You just take one of the dudes, and you just like, hey, man, I got some tickets for you. No, and no, no. Really? <laughs> Come with me. Since I was with my dad, dad grabs one of them by the shoulders. I grab the other one. We turn them towards each other. And then just like romantic music starts playing. This is like the most beautiful thing I'm imagining in my head right now. You have tickets? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You, do, this, you, do you want them? Yes. No. 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 That's what I have to infer happened. Because <laughs> there's no way that those two didn't meet. There's no way that he didn't walk up and be like, you need tickets, I have tickets. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pay that amount. Okay, well, I'm going to stand two inches away from you and sell them until you feel socially awkward <laughs> enough to buy them from me, you fucker. Oh, he knew what he was doing. He's playing he that knew. long game. He's playing the long con, dude. Which I don't know how long a long con could be for a show that lasts one night. Uh, yeah, well, the show also lasted five hours, so you have to remember that. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> he just wanted in for that last match. So, uh, welcome back to the, um, Scotty McDonald's Corner. <laughs> fuck, I have McDonald's every day now. I'm gonna die an early death, I know. God. But I almost cried in the McDonald's parking lot. 
Not in the parking lot, in the line to get my food. Because, like, you know those videos online where people take videos and, like, slow them down just enough to where they sound really drunk and it's the funniest shit ever? Yes. Where they just slowly talk a little bit slower Slow. than normal. And it sounds sound. a little slurred and then you can make that into a Tim Curry. It's a Tim Curry! <laughs> God! Uh, <laughs> I love excited Tim Curry. Oh, we can't, we can't, we've got to save Curry. Yeah. But the I mean, pers- the person behind the red, like the person who was taking my order, sounded exactly like that with no modification. And so they're just like, "Welcome to McDonald's. Can I have your order today?" Oh my God. He was fucked up beyond belief. And so I give him my order. I go through the whole thing. I'm like, a cheeseburger plain. Fry, a Sprite, and yeah, a cheeseburger, fries, Sprite, and a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle, because I was going ham that night. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, I've got a cheeseburger. Cheese- <laughs> <laughs> I got a cheeseburger plain, which, by the way, when I got my food, the cheeseburger was not plain. <laughs> Anyways, cheeseburger plain. Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit? No, McGriddle. 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 <laughs> and then, uh, and then it just goes on to, like, then there's silence. There's a solid five seconds of silence. He's like, and you said a large Coke? No, I said a large Sprite, sir. Okay, I'll fix that. And then, you know, you can see the screen where the order is. And I see where it says large Coke, and it just turns into large high C. <laughs> and I'm going, fuck, dude. It's like, oh, you- sorry. Thanks for the high C, man. I'm sorry. Do you want to buy me a high C? I don't know. And I'm just sitting here crying, laughing, and like. I'm always really paranoid that they have a camera that they can see me on. Because if they did, they'd just see me fucking losing my (laughs) shit at this guy. Because he's just like, I don't know, man. Fuck. I guess a high C. No. High C's like Sprite, but with orange. No, Billy. Fuck. Just come on. Billy. 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 You fuck. Billy, what are you doing? Yeah, oh man. I'm Fuck. sorry, dude. So that's that's been my new McDonald's adventure. Now I feel like I can't stop going to McDonald's because I have a solid bit every you have to week. Find Billy. I hope to find Billy just hey guys. He's he's sitting in the McDonald's parking lot drinking an icy. Billy, 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 Billy. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know my name? I thought you meant like, like someone came up to him with horrifying news, like Billy, Billy, your family died in an airplane crash. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Doctor Connor's class. No. <laughs> Is it- this reminded me of like a bit from uh. <laughs> 
uh, there's a video on YouTube, and it's a Spider-Man two from the, for the yeah, PS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've just like they were emulating it, so there were points where the game would just slow down for no reason, <laughs> and then you got Spidey. He's like. Oh, I've got it. Oh, no. <laughs> Dr. Connor's class. Well, that's funny, because that's what I was going to lead into, was this is Billy's beginnings as a superhero. <laughs> Except he thinks all supervillains are planes. <laughs> planes? You killed my parents, you son of a bitch. And he's just pointing a finger at fucking Boeing 707. <laughs> Let's go, bitch. He just, like, slow motion shambles over to it. That's his power. He, uh, like, you know, you got Quicksilver who moves really fast. He moves really slow. (laughs) I don't really know what advantage that gives him yet, but when The Adventures of Billy Boy comes out on comic book shelves this October, you'll know. Poor Billy Boy. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, and if you want to help get The Adventures of Billy Boy on the shelves, go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and give us some money. Donate a dollar a month. You'll never, ever notice it's missing. It's just a dollar. And you get shouted out every single week. Like the Patreon saint. Like Megan Bolden. Like all the goodens. Donate five. only one. Fuck off! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Donate $5 a month, you get weekly motivational videos from me, or the bee, or from Billy. Helping you get through your week, helping you give you a little bit of motivation, a little bit of excitement, a little bit of ambition, and donate $30, ladies and gentlemen! And you will be put in to the B.S. Booty Box! Yeah. That's where you get a brand new shirt every single month. And this week, Blake, this month, even. This month? This week month? It's gonna be, it's it's me versus the B. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have two shirts up over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We have the Scutchel Man, and we have got Blakeomania. Running I'm sorry, wild, brother. brother. That's Blakeomania, and it's gonna be running wild. Uh, <laughs> I would love. I heard the sound of your desk collapsing, <laughs> and uh, we haven't decided what we're going to do. But you decide in T-shirt sales who's the better man. Is it Blake Tanner, or is it Scotty Moore? Who is it, ladies and gentlemen? Because the winner at the end of the month gets to make the loser do. I don't. Should we decide this? I don't. Look, we tried deciding it for my, a while. My, my deciding plan was basically you have to eat a habanero pepper and drink a four loco and do a full Wait. segment of the show. And my, my response was if you're willing to ship me a four loco and a habanero from Florida, you can get those up there. Yeah. You can get them. But I don't want to. <laughs> okay, uh okay. If I w- if I w- if I lose, I will drink a uh four loco and eat a habanero. If Blake uh loses, he has to rap all of regulators. 
Oh, god damn it. Yes! All it's right. gonna happen. Regulators. Regulators. We regulate uh, any stealing of his property, and we're damn good at it, we're too. We're damn good at it. Don't. Don't give the people what they want. <laughs> there was a teaser. They have, they have to vote for it over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Now, Blake... We learned something last week. We learned a dark secret. It's darkest secret. The darkest secret of <clears throat> Tim Curry. And that is uh, before Patrick Warburton took on the mantle of Snickety Limit, Limity Snicket, <laughs> another man was uh, Limity Snicket in the audiobook version of a series of unfortunate events. And of course, I'm talking about Tim Curry. <laughs> Alright, hey, Grant Jim Curry. You're gonna have to which, step off my lawn there, sir. Which sir. is <laughs> This is my yard now. Oh no. And so we decided Not only last am week, I gonna beat Tim Curry, I'm gonna retire Tim, Tim Curry. Now and so we <laughs> now we decided to do a little BS versus, but I think this needs to be, this needs to be a little story time. This yeah. needs to be story time. And so, uh, if you would like to take over the mantle of Patrick Warburton, I'll just tell you what's gonna happen, okay? Okay, okay, can, I got this. It's it's like mini D and D. So we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to role play this a little bit. I got you. I'm no stranger to Warburton role play. So, so Warburton, you're uh, driving down the road. Just driving down the road, and uh, it's rain's pelting your car. Everything's going. <laughs> You're just jamming to some regulators, and then all of a sudden, your uh, your tire, your tire just pops, and you swerve, and you nearly crash into a tree, and you stop, and uh, you know your phone's dead. You're. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Oh it's my so... god, Billy. <laughs> Fuck in Billy. his final words, Billy looks up at you. Fuck you, Arburn. I'll haunt you, you son of a bitch. This so, is a very so sad Billy's story dead. about a very sad boy named Billy. So Billy's dead, and all you see <clears throat> is you just see a castle. A huge castle. castle. What What do you do? Okay, so uh, I have control now of my character, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are, What are we doing? You You've got a You've been You've got a flat. You're in the middle of the wa- like of a rain pelting down. There's a dead body next to you. All right, I uh. Oh wait, 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 wait. The dead body has now slowly disintegrated into nothing but pure high sea, so it just looks like a high sea stain, so you don't have to worry about hiding that. He's more, uh, he's more high sea than man now. <laughs> Twisted and evil. Twisted and evil. Okay, Cast- I, uh, I look at the castle. <laughs> the castle looks back at you. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, a, uh, some wind whips some trees around, makes the trees appear to make a come here motion. Oh, you want to go? <laughs> want to go, Castle? <laughs> All right. I'm about to make this a real sad story. Let's go. Warburton versus Castle. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, no. And then you just hear, like a ghost to the night, the voice. The voice of Billy saying, don't take on anything more than twice your size. I've learned. I've learned. That's right. Because I'm more than twice your size, Billy. <laughs> oh, I'm at the plane. Nope. No, that too. So, uh, so I guess I like the. So wait, Warburton ran him over when his plane just kind of crash landed on the road. Oh no! I I thought Billy was in the car with Warburton. Uh, did wait? Did the car get crashed into by a plane? No, no, no. How did his, Billy die via plane? No, Billy's parents were killed with a plane. So Billy <laughs> tried to fight a plane. It's very simple logic, Blake Tanner. <laughs> Billy fights a plane. The plane clearly won, and now he's made best friends with Patrick Warburton, who was the pilot of the plane. He is a certified pilot if you've never seen Soren at Disney. I remember. So, uh, pilot Patrick decided to take uh, Billy back. Now it's now this is like a full story. This is going to be a full no- novella by the time we're done. <laughs> Good. And, so, yeah, and... Uh, and so now Billy's dead and Warburton's going to fight a castle, correct? Yes. Okay, so uh, I guess you begin by punching the front door of the castle. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to take my I want to get my uh, fighting gloves on. My my leather strap fighting gloves. <laughs> well, this may shock you. Uh I keep wanting to call you Thunderbird, but that's a totally different guy. Totally uh, different guy. This, this As played sh- by Patrick Warburton. This may shock you. Pat Pat, but uh, some people misconstrue punching doors as <laughs> knocking. <laughs> and uh, the door slowly opens, revealing. Hold on, hold on. We gotta get some. We gotta get some sound work in here. Are you wanna go? <laughs> oh sweet Jesus! And then the door slowly er- opens, revealing a very nicely suited man named Wadsworth from uh, hit film Clue. <laughs> Okay, the, hold on, as the door opens, okay. I, I want, Warburton's gonna say, yeah, yeah, sir, if you're right, you bitch, took you down, you son, yeah, that's right, hey, who are you? Hello, sir, my name is Wadsworth, can I help you today? It, yeah, uh, I was fighting your castle. <laughs> oh, this is not my castle, this belongs, this belongs to the master. Please, no, come come inside. Yeah, you're going to have to take me to him. Ah, you're going to have to right. fight him, too. And then, uh, so- destroy a castle and let you kill its master. <laughs> and so you go in, you walk inside, and you pass by, um, you pass by this beautiful, like, ornate room with all, like, mounted heads of, uh, like, safari animals. <laughs> okay, um, I search for anything that I can steal. All right, well, um... Unfortunately, a man does turn around, and he has a very large orange mustache. <laughs> How are you, Nigel Thornberry? Nice to meet you. He walks over, shakes your hand, smashing. Hey, I saw you on TV. Yes, I'm host of the Wild Thornberrys. <laughs> The greatest show on television about hunting. Perhaps you know my daughter, um, De- fuck, Debbie? What was her name? Eliza. Eli- Eliza Thornberry. Never yes. heard of her. 
Uh, that's all right. Good way. Oh, this turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Is there anything I could do to help you today? <laughs> oh my God! It's all right. Uh, I've lo- I lost Warburton after I started punching the castle. Uh, uh, so, so, is there anything I could do to help you today? Smashing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, my car broke down, and, uh, I think your castle was to blame. So, uh, I had to, uh, I had to teach it its lesson. <laughs> oh, well, sounds like you need to speak to the master. Excellent. Take him to the what? master, Wadsworth! And then Wadsworth is like, fine, I'll take him to the master! <laughs> <laughs> They're just screaming at each other. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, actually... <laughs> How about I just? How about I just uh, go? All right. So you start to walk out, and like I said, it's raining. It's raining really bad. So you're walking down, and you're trying to uh, get back to your car. And there's rain, and this small little toy boat flies by you. Uh, what do you just? De- what do you decide to do at this point? Uh, so like, it was it like it was flying past my head? No, no, no. It's uh, it's it's going down the river. Like it's just kind of soaring down the river. Oh, well, it looks like uh, several narrative blocks have been placed. And they uh, seem to be leading me somewhere. I better follow them. <laughs> so I follow the toy boat. And then what, no, Wadsworth yells from the castle, Hmm, that seems like it may further the plot. <laughs> Go on, sir. All right. So you Let's... chase it, and it All actually right. it goes down a nearby storm train. Oh, no. So he, he pops up to the storm train, and then up comes a cloud, and he just goes, How you doing, Patty? We all oh. float down here. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope. Going back to the castle now. <laughs> I like all the other Tim Curry characters are going to be around for the rest of it, but Pennywise, he was just like, No, fuck this. I'm going to leave you outside. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you walk back into the castle. This is so fucking dumb. You walk back into the castle, and then, um, let's see. Rooster Hannigan from Annie, who I'm just gonna say also sounds like normal Tim Curry. He's just like, hello, my name's Rooster. Welcome back to the castle. Um, fuck. Okay, here, listen here, Ricky Rooster. Tell me where this master is. And then you just see a very large elevator come down in the middle of the room. Oh, no. And then some very familiar music starts up. And you just hear, how do you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little brown dad because... When you knocked, oh, he God. thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Tim Curry. <laughs> You're intimidated in Tim Curry mania. Uh, no, I'm not. This is weird. <laughs> and then, you know, Tim. Uh, Tim Curry is now... This is the true Tim Curry. Yep. 
This is the ultimate Tim Curry. And he just walks up. He walks up to Patrick and he's just like, Tell me, have you heard of the Baudelaire children? I look at him with a serious expression. Mm. And I say, let me tell you the story of the Baudelaire children. No, let me tell you the story of the Baudelaire children. No, 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 no. I think you misunderstand me. I'm the official spokesperson for the Baudelaire children. It does not matter for I am the official down of the Baudelaire. <laughs> what? Did you know I was in Scary Movie 2? <laughs> Just look that one up. Are you looking up your own IMDb page? Possibly. I was also in Charlie's Angels, the first one. <coughs> oh my god, I was in Loaded Weapon and Muppet Treasure Island. Anyways, what are you doing here? Yeah, my uh, my car broke down as I was on my way to do my first uh, do my first TV gig on Netflix as the uh, incomparable Lemony Snicket. Ah, so what you're saying is no one knows that you are the true Lemony Snicket. At this point, they uh, all the Tim Curries are now surrounding him. And you just hear this huge, like, roar of, like, smashing. <laughs> it's oh, like, no. It's like the roar of a cougar. You just hear. All right. If this is the way that we're going to do this, then I guess I'm going to have to call for some backup. <gasps> okay. Take the take the reins, big man. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, you hear like the sound of a jet, kind of like <laughs> roaring in as it screams and it crashes into the wall of the castle, and it's the uh, is it? It's Doctor Venture's jet. <laughs> oh, I thought it was and Pilot Pat. It, what? I thought it was Pilot Pat, but yeah, Pilot that one, that one no. too. No, it's they both get out. They're both out. <laughs> okay, so Brock Sampson and Pilot Pat jump out, <laughs> and then, then you, then um, you hear you hear the sound of what sounds like a lever being pulled, <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, sadly this uh, a large block descends from the ceiling and it crushes Pirate Pat or Pilot Pat. Oh no! I was gonna say the lever opens a door underneath uh, Nigel Thornberry and Thornberry. throws him into a pit of crocodiles. <laughs> so that's yeah, the that first was the right attack. lever crunk. Right lever. Right lever crunk. Oh, right worry. lever. Good, good job, good job. Um, <laughs> you hear then <laughs> you hear from outside uh, at the bottom of the steps. Hey guys, I can't get to the I can't get to the <laughs> top of the steps. It's not handicap accessible. I knew, mate, getting rid of those ramps would be a good idea. <laughs> Except then you hear, and you look up, and it's Joe Swanson. Except he has rockets attached to the side of his wheelchair. Let's Rocket do this. Joe Swanson. Oh, God. Fuck, they and are the... pretty much even, aren't they? They are very even on rolls. Yeah, they got this shit. And what, and what leads to this? What? Oh, did you know I was also in Brutal Legend? I was in a lot of things, apparently. I was in Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. 
Look, shit. you already listen. You already got you already got Nigel Thornberry over. Well, I guess I've got two animated characters too. So I was in Darkwing Duck. And what Ooh. leads is just those two now screaming at each other into a screaming fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a screaming fight of both. And then I think in the uh, it gets to the end like uh, uh, Joe Swanson is running over Dr. Frankenberger yeah. with his wheelchair. He's destroying it. Uh, Rooster Hannigan is like fucking eating. <laughs> I don't know why he's eating Pilot Pat. No, <laughs> <laughs> you hear like um, at the end. Only two through remain. all the chaos. Only yeah, two yeah. remain. Listen here, Frankenfurter. It's all over. Your mission is a failure. <laughs> your uh, your voiceover is too extreme. I'm your new Snicket. You're now my prisoner. Oh, We're going to return to the Baudelaire orphans. Prepare the transit beam. Ah! <laughs> and then, uh... Then fucking Warburton walks out, Tim stands up, he looks defeated, and he uh, takes off his uh, suit coat and lays it down <laughs> in front of Patrick. Oh, takes, no. takes off his gloves <clears throat> and takes off, uh, he hands him his uh, Dr. Frankenfurter makeup set and just sets it down and then leaves the leaves the house Raises a fist in the air and disappears into the night. Oh. We'll miss you, Tim Curry. Curry. Thank we you, love Curry. You. Th Thank you, Curry. Curry. Thank you, Curry. <laughs> oh. And then the the next, uh, you know, season two of season of our series of unfortunate events is gonna start up. And you're gonna have uh, have Pat, have Pat walk out, and then you're just gonna hear a lot of booze. You don't know from where, and uh, <laughs> like a whole lot of screaming, a whole lot no, of no. anger. Then um, he looks after like minutes and minutes of booze and hatred and vitriol. These are my orphans now. <laughs> oh God! Wait, you adopted them? No, no. It's just, no, you know, I'm, I'm putting it through horrible, horrible things. So he has to explain it. He has to be like, well, there was this thing with Tim Curry. You don't understand. Yeah. All right, let me tell you about the sad, sad story of the Baudelaire orphans. Anyways, uh, so, fuck. Damn it, BS Versus is always good. It's never not good. It's always dumb, but it's never not good. That was great. I, I, was, I was a big fan of that and, shit. And you know what's never not good as well? What, Scotty? Going to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, picking you up a shirt, and specifically picking up Scott Man shirt. Yeah! Now hold on I'll a second, all brother. You, you gotta pick up, You gotta pick up the Blakeomania shirt so Blakeomania can run wild on this podcast. Oh, no, none of you Pukamaniacs. You're cheering over nothing because at the end of the day, the shirt... That makes these ladies go wild. Yeah. All your shirt's gonna do man. is gonna make their eyes hurt, brother. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, go to merch.aloda. Go to merch.aloda. Go to merch.aloda. Pure BS and cast your vote. 
Make yeah. your decision. Who do you stand with? You see, do you I want voted to... for uh, Boycomania. Oh, well, I believe the Scotcho man is the superior victor. Don't make us have to go again, boy. <laughs> so, so cast your allegiance. Do you be with the B? Or do you say yes to the yes? Make your pledge over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Oh, God. We have to laugh because otherwise we'd cry, wouldn't we? <laughs> After this week, man. Well, After I, this week. I got, uh, I'm sorry. We're going to have to do two wrestling things in a row because, shit, this was good. Yeah. But uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, my dad is still an asshole. And here's why. Here's why he's still a terrible person. <laughs> because, you know, obviously The Undertaker retired and I cried like a baby with 70,000 other people crying around me. We and all knew what was happening. I was, I was very drunk and I was very upset. So um, we all knew it, it was one of those things that I was just kind of like, sh- I was like, maybe it won't happen. And then as it happens, I'm crying. And mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, you always kind of talk about because he's such an over-the-top character that you're like, oh, shit, there's no way. Unless, like, they had some amazing special effects to make him, like, explode or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how he could go out. And my dad was like, no, it'll always be very simple. What's going to happen is it's going to be for, like, a title match. His retirement match will be for the title. He wins him, leaves the belt in the ring, takes off his hat, lays it in the center of the ring. And I'm like, Dad, that's dumb as fuck. You I take don't away everything about the title. And... Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait! And so, anytime we talked about it in the future, he's like, you know what's gonna happen at the end? He's gonna take off his hat, lay it in the middle of the ring, and he's gonna leave. And I'm like, no, no. that's dumb. <laughs> I I had to keep repeating, it's dumb. And so Sunday, as I'm sitting there crying, Taker then takes off his hat and starts to lay it down. And in the middle of my tears, I just looked over at my dad like. Fuck you, dude. Oh, shit. You always have this now. <laughs> you always have this. You oh. asshole. Your dad, your dad is very good at predicting some shit. I'll oh, give well, him that. I, I had a few good ones the whole time. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I guess you didn't see the Ring of Honor Supercard show, but I predicted the end to that because they had, like, two, two ladders set up. One was slightly taller than the other, and it was the Bucks versus the Hardys, and I just looked and I go, the Bucks are going to, like, I was like, why would the ladders be separate sizes? What good would that do? And I went, yep. oh, it gets one of the team's legs, which may or may not be known for super kicking people, <laughs> closer to the face of the people next to them. So I just look at my yep. dad and go, super kick, end of match. And so super, super kick. kick, end of match. But, oh, mm-hmm. dude, that was that was probably the coolest part of the weekend was the fact that I got to see... Hardy's last, like, title defense in a ladder match for the Ring of Honor titles. Oh, boy. And then the next day, I got to see the Hardys in a title match, in a ladder match, and win titles. That was, um, now I did see some of the ladder match from Ring of Honor. That was a great match. Yeah. Um, but this has probably been one of the best, like, WWE ladder matches in a while. Best WWE ladder match? Best WrestleMania in a while, dude. Like... Yeah, it was overall just a very good show. Well, I, I, I can't remember who it was talking. I think it was Ollie Davis, the dude who does Wrestle Talk. He goes, mm-hmm. he he quoted some director dude and was just like, he says that every good film needs three extremely memorable moments. And fuck if they did not have three extremely memorable moments. You had fucking, True. you had the Hardys, which yep. 
I lost my voice in two seconds. It was great. Uh, you had John Cena proposing to Nikki Bella, which, you know, at first you're like, oh, this is going to be cheesy, but John did it so well that I was like, fuck you, mm-hmm. John. Why are you so John good? John Cena. It's like, then, I want it, like, fuck you, John, but I love you. And then, <laughs> I love you so much. Fuck you, John. And then you, of course, you had, you had Taker at the end, but like, yep. fuck. I feel like I jinxed things. Because we have not revealed what I did, <laughs> what I did before the show started. Oh. So I was going through the merch, oh. and they have all these merch things, and I was just like, "Oh, they have a Roman Reigns vest." And back when I actually enjoyed Roman when he was with the Shield, I was like, "I always want one of those vests to be cool." And so I was like, "You know, it'd be funny as fuck just to get the vest and wear it." And uh, one of my my friend was with me, and he goes, "You can get it, but then you have to wear it to every independent show ever, and have every indie wrestler ever sign it." And I go, "Oh God, fuck yes!" So was, I, this, uh, was this the same dude that we met at TNA? Yeah, that's the dude from TNA, okay, also known yeah, as yeah. the guy who I used to skip in line a lot. Props yes. to him. We need to do like we need to do like a Wrestle Boys podcast with him. We need to start a yeah. Wrestle Boys show. Um, this is the movie talk about. Yeah, we talk about that way. Those of you out there who don't know wrestling and are just here for these two handsome young boys, you Yo. just get the handsome young boys, and then we can know talk about wrestling later. Yeah. Uh, um, do we want to talk about our uh, our prediction results? Um, y- yes and no. I did a final tally. I think I won by like one. It was very close. That was the only. I don't know. I don't know because I think we need to recount this. Because I, my final tally was that we tied because your boy called the John Cena proposal. <laughs> you asshole! Yeah, that's about right. Because um, you'd said it wasn't going to happen. I said it was going to happen. Uh, what's bad is the fact that, like, that the only thing I will say I did not like about the show was that it was very, very, like, not predictable, but... Very easily predicted. Like, Roman was an easy predict. Naomi mm-hmm. was. Brock was. Yeah. I think Randy we didn't guess. Yeah, no, we did not guess I don't. Randy. I think we didn't guess it because it was an obvious one as well. Because uh, it was stupid. Yeah. Although, did you like the bugs? I love the bugs. The bugs. I'm, that was my favorite part. Was because you you were behind, so I just got to like be like, pay attention to the screen. Yep. <laughs> pay attention to what's happening. Um, um we definitely didn't call the Hardys. We didn't because we were both like, oh, they'll come out in a better thing. Not yep. taking into account the fact that like they don't have the gimmick. As much as we want to be like they own the gimmick, which they do, yep. but they don't have rights to use it yet. So, yep. however, um, Matt did recently change his Twitter tag back to Broken Matt Hardy. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Um, what the fuck? That's really weird. There were 33 men in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Which Holla by at the, your boy. Which, by the way, congrats. <laughs> you did not just get hype. You stayed hype. hype. Oh, man. Thank you, Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Well, what was bad was the fact that the minute everyone ganged up on Braun, I was like, 
was I was in the audience forgetting who I had chosen going yeah get rid of him fuck that dude oh shit yeah I really thought for a second that that was just gonna be like a spot that just shows that you know all these guys try to eliminate Braun but he just like blasts him back or something yeah 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 I thought that, that would be a cool thing. thing uh Sammy who got the biggest boo of leaving in the whole match yeah and then, oh shit, what was my other pick? Oh yeah, Connor of the Ascension. He looked real strong going into it. Looked strong yep. coming out. Connor, Connor's on his way. New WWE champion, Connor. Connor, Connor of the Ascension. Connor, Connor. I don't f- think his, like his full name is Connor of the Ascension. By Connor the way, Connor of the Ascension. <laughs> Mojo was my the only like serious pick that I got in that draft. Yeah, because you also I, said Dolph, and then who was your? Uh, Surprise! My surprise was like, oh, Kurt Angle. Let's call it. <laughs> Kurt, call let's do it. Kurt, let's go. Kurt. Like, um, um, truth be told, I don't know how Kurt would have wrestled the match. And then he's like, 15 minutes later, get up all in his like good duds for the Hall Can of I say Hall. what's the we- the weirdest shit about that <laughs> was the fact that it's like, ah, uh, the uh, Hall of Fame, the most respected man in all of the WWE. They've worked for over 20 years to get here. They've done all they can in this industry, and so now we introduce them to the Hall of Fame. And then Kurt Angle comes out, and 70,000 people all scream, You suck! You suck! You suck! I was like, shit, this is weird, but I love it. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's I only s- a wrestling thing. Can I say uh, greatest uh, greatest cameo? Al Roker for the mixed tag match, who I honestly yep. forgot. I forgot was in the show until I'm going through the Mania Wikipedia page right now. Oh, he was there, what? and then he wasn't. Oh, man, the crowd fucking hated him. I bet. Uh, oh, have you bad. already got the have you already got ter- got the uh, WrestleMania bump for the song Greenlight yet? God, because uh, it's one of those things. Like I think we've discussed it before, where a song the minute they're announced as the WrestleMania theme song, first day you're like, this song sucks. I hate it. Why would they make this the theme song? By the time Mania rolls around, that is the best fucking song ever, and I'm so pumped about it. Yeah. I I still will walk around work, like whispering, "We gotta go, oh 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 yeah oh yeah oh 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 oh." It was so badass. Oh man, it was uh, pretty good. Uh, can we just talk about the new day? Who? Yeah. What's we? I read an article. I read an article about like someone watching the show who had never, like, watched wrestling before, and they, like, by the end, it was a very glowing review, but at the same time, like, they kind of talked shit on the New Day, they were like, they're the worst hosts ever, I only saw them, like, three times, and I was like, to be fair, that is the best a fucking WrestleMania host has ever done. (laughs) That's so friggin' true, because usually the hosts show up for the opening segment, and they're fucking gone. Or, you know, they could be like The Rock, and show up in the fucking main event, (laughs) And beat the shit out of John Cena and allow the Miz yeah. to win yeah. in the main event. Oh man, I thought that was a thing that happened. It was a very good show, though. Uh, um, yeah. Let's see what other people thought. You can I talk mean, about I bet, whatever you want. 
Yeah, I mean, how I was it? You how was it to watch at home? Because I've heard a lot of people about at home being like, "Shit, that show was so long." Whereas people there were just like, "Let's go." I think, um, I think if you hadn't prepared yourself, because like the way that, or it was no different than watching last WrestleMania, and uh, you had to prepare yourself for that shit. But yeah. Like, it, it was fine. You know, I didn't have any problems with it. I loved the show. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm now reading just reviews, and they're talking about... I don't know, because I didn't get to see, like, the close-ups on his face. Like, Shawn, they're talking about Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels, which happened in the same arena, and talking about, like, Shawn's face really kind of made that retirement match something. Like, you have the I'm sorry, I love you at the end that made it a big deal, whereas they're talking about Reigns for having, like mustered an ounce of anything other than disbelief and exasperation and just called it business as usual. Yeah, fuck, right. fuck the Roman Reigns. Although, can I say, I did like one thing he did, and it's one thing he did on Monday at Raw, which is when everyone was fucking chiding him and screaming at him for call like calling him an asshole, yep. he just kind of looks at the camera and points to his hand and just goes, got him in the palm of my hand. Like, he doesn't say in the mic, but yep. he says it quietly, and I was like, yep. damn it, that's good! Yeah, Fuck he knew. you! Mm-hmm. I've, I've made myself a pact that anytime there's gonna be a show, like, anytime Roman shows up, yeah. I'm not even gonna do anything. I'm just gonna uh, sit. I'm gonna sit in my seat until he's gone. Well, yeah, that's, I, I think it was, I, I've watched a lot of Wrestle Talk lately, and I think Ollie was talking about, like, uh, he said um, that the reason why Roman is still getting pushed, it doesn't matter if he's getting booed or if he's getting cheered. Like, yep. Vince just knows, hey, they're going insane, so it's fine. It's a reaction, right? That's the whole, That's the whole like, um, John Cena sucks thing. He's getting a reaction. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, Roman just can't play it off half as well as John Cena could. John does it with, like, a nice smile. I don't know. I think Roman does a very good job of playing it off. Because, like, he's still playing a heel. Like, I, I think I think backstage, if you looked at, like, the roster listing where they'll be, like, you know, like, fucking uh, Connor of the Ascension, heel. Like, whatever. Yep. And go down. It would say Roman Reigns, heel. Like, <laughs> they know what they have. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see... Universal title match was literally the best thing they could do. Yep. It was a best of match. It was literally just them doing, let's just do fucking everything. Um, Look, I marked the fuck out for Brock just jumping over uh, Goldberg. That like was, was dope. Nothing. That was dope as fuck. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Rolling Stone described Mania as two-faced as a Gemini. First mm -hmm. half was a brisk hybrid of styles and matches that made you think that WWE knew what it was doing all along with this <laughs> lackluster build. But once Triple H appeared, the rest of the event was a slog of plotting, wrestling, brief matches, and booze. Um, I can give you some of that. Uh, <laughs> said that The Undertaker should have retired when the streak was broken, but lived on to pass the rub on to Roman in the sloppiest, saddest manner. I could see that, kind of. Yep. Uh, proclaimed that they have no idea how to handle Bray Wyatt. Yes. Orton did not need the title. Yes. They mm -hmm. made fun of Wyatt's conjuring of projected video screen grossness. Fuck you! That was some dope-ass shit! <laughs> yep. It would have been if he'd have won. It would have been good if he had won, and the best part was in my, like, sitting in a seat in Mania? 
was yeah. weird as fuck. Because I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, shit. Um, let's see. Calls for fresh blood and new ideas in both the women's divisions. Mm-hmm. And for Triple H to retire, given that he has not put on a good Mania match since 2005 or 2006. Not counting WrestleMania 30. Um, okay. Well, to be fair, Hell in a Cell was awesome. Yeah. With Taker. Uh, Roadblock last year was amazing with no, his match with Ambrose. Mania match, mania match. I know, uh, but I'm just saying, like, I think that you gotta look at, like, all of Triple H's matches, because you can't just, like, single out the mania matches yeah. and just say, like, oh, he's gotta fucking retire now. Yeah, you can do yeah. that with Undertaker, because he only wrestles at WrestleMania. Let's see, what were... Well, I, I just went to Triple H's page as if it'll, like, have a, 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 a match listing, but... Let's see. Um, The Rollins match was good. I don't give a shit. The Rollins match was good. Yeah. Um, Um, Brian was good. Okay, if you're going to be like, hey, the Sting match was bad, you can't exactly be like, Triple H is the reason the Sting match was bad. There were a lot of other reasons that that Sting match was bad, brother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Triple H, Triple H needs to stick around a few more years. Mostly because I watch wrestling isn't wrestling all the time, and so therefore I still (laughs) maintain he's the greatest character in pro wrestling history. Um, I would like to say props to, uh, Shane and, uh, AJ. Yep. They blew all of my expectations out of the water with that match. Well, the best part was the fact, I like some people were, like, dissing on it, like, you know, it's just like, they're... You shouldn't have tr- Shane McMahon try to wrestle. Have him do the stuff that he did, like, when the ref bump happened. Don't have him try to actually wrestle. I'm like, it's a fucking wrestling match. <laughs> the point, like, if you have a guy in there who suddenly starts to wrestle and wrestle decently, don't talk shit on him. Like, no. he's trying, I, the little boy. I marked out just almost just as much when he jumped over AJ. I, I was saying... I, I marked harder for Shane actually doing, like, fucking MMA. Like, I, I was much cooler on that than, mm-hmm. like, the fucking coast-to-coast spot that was so blatant. Like, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, look, I got a trash can. Oh, wait, it's two trash cans. Oh, Let me just take two... one of these out. Oh, no, 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 Another moment like that that was cool. Like, that one was a little bit obvious. My favorite moment of pulling shit from out under the ring was when Rollins was searching underneath the ring for a chair or something, and he just pulls out the sledge and throws it. Because, you know, like, it's so awesome of a moment of just like, ah, oh, fuck it, this isn't a thing. And then you see Trips look over at it like, this is my baby. It's He's time like, to go. Look, and uh, that, that really, really could have been such a great moment because it's like, if Rollins' whole crusade to end Triple H was... Uh, you know, brought uh, to a climax by using the, his own fucking sledgehammer against him. Oh, no, no, no. I like the fact that he tossed it aside more just because it was something new to see. Like, bring well, it, I, I see what you're saying as well. Yeah. But, but also, there wasn't even a moment of, like, cognition of, oh, it's a fucking sledgehammer. Well, like, uh, well you know, it's a, it's a multifaceted storytelling form, good sir, whereas, like, you have to think of the characters involved. To Rollins, like, Rollins has been in his own little world now. He just sees, like, a thing. He throws it. He It doesn't register him as a thing, whereas to Triple H, it's an equalizer. It's something he's familiar with. 
Rollins was looking for something very specific, which was not a sledgehammer. So that's kind of where I'm coming from on this. Shit, we need to make a Wrestle Boys podcast. Yeah, but I, I truly though think that um, it could have been like if he had taken just that moment of clarity to notice that he had a sledgehammer in his hand, he could have ended Triple H at his own game. But he decided not to. Well, I think that could have been a really cool thing. Actually, that kind of speaks volumes for... Oh, fuck, this is getting weird. This speaks kind of volumes for the fact of Rollins' character. Like, uh, a lot of the problems people are having with his last babyface turn was the fact that he didn't really change anything. He was still kind of like a dick. He never apologized for what he was. He was still kind of just like, I'm here, this is what I am, I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Whereas with this babyface turn, he had more of a, like... This is for me getting back to who I am and not what you made me. And so him, like, throwing a sledgehammer aside is literally him saying, I am not using Triple H's tactics. Yes, I am and that rejecting really, it. Yeah, that would have been really cool. But what I'm saying is the moment, like, it didn't read that way. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. Um, because, like, if you'd have made it, like, like the Sami Zayn Neville match. Um the one where Neville was on the ground, the ref was on the oh, ground, Sammy had picked Sammy up the had title. the title. Yeah. I wouldn't say, like, take it on as long as that, but, like, give me just a couple of seconds where you're trying to decide, and then you're like, no, I don't need it. I'm going to get a chair, and I'm going to fuck him up. Mm. I'm going to do Seth freaking Rollins. I but see no, that. I Yeah, I totally get what you're say, where you're coming from on that, though, um, because it was more about giving Triple H the sledgehammer yeah. in the end, because that's well, his baby. Well, welcome, well, welcome to the uh, pilot for Fight Boys, yep. uh, the new BS <laughs> podcast about wrestling. Um, Blake Tanner, fuck, what did you learn this week? <laughs> I learned that um, I learned that the only way that you can get that good wood is with a hint of dank. Hint of dank, and I learned that Jim Carrey will never die. And it will always be his yard. Except when it's not. So, Blake Saddle, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, whatever Patrick Warburton's Twitter account is. But you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, You can find me doing videos over at the Darkroom Vidya. That's the Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A on YouTube. Uh, started recording for a new series just uh, hey. earlier today, um, and um, that's I, about it. Well, it looks like the Twitter account is at Party Boy Pilot P. I don't know what this is all about. Um, you can also <laughs> find me at uh, at the at Vape Nation um, <laughs> user <laughs> user Epic Vape <laughs> the Vapist. No, Patrick. Do you want to know Patrick Warburton's legitimate Twitter account? Oh yes, please. At Patty Warbucks. <laughs> Penny Warbucks. Oh my god. It is it is uh description is just my parents run my account. <laughs> fuck, I love Patty Warbucks. Oh, oh fuck, and ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Scotty Mo on Twitter. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy my book on Amazon. That is Queasel Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Get it, get Queasel Corp risen. Get all my books. And as always, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us at 
a load of pure BS.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Like us on Facebook. And as always, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we will see you next week. <laughs>